Hi. The episode you're about to hear was recorded several days before we found out about the passing of Lisa Spoonauer. Lisa's talent and performance in the film as Caitlin Bree are a big part of the chemistry that makes Clerks such a great movie. In fact, recently, Kevin Smith talked about how he discovered Lisa and how important her addition to the cast was in making the film come together. He shared a loving tribute on Hollywood Babylon, the live show podcast he hosts with Ralph Garman. I'll post a link to that video on the Screen Facts Facebook page. Our thoughts go out to Lisa's family and friends. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of the Screen Facts with Jason Davis podcast. In every episode, we talk about a movie, we share some fun trivia facts during the conversation. Please check for the latest episode of the podcast on Wednesdays. Please like us at facebook.com slash screenfacts. Email screenfacts at yahoo.com. You can tweet me at Jason Davis Voice. If you'd like to get past episodes of the show, please go to jasondavisvoice.com slash podcast. Well, joining me on this episode, my good pal, Eric Wrights. Hello, Jason. Glad to be here, as always. Excellent. So uh, we're going to the 90s for this episode. October 19th, 1994 was the release date. A really great independent film. About as independent as you can get. And that's what I love about it. Well, and I know you love when somebody's got his whole life, his skin in this. Absolutely. And yes, this was this guy's... This was everything. Talk about gambling on yourself. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people who couldn't act. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a second. So we're going to talk about Clerks. Clerks. The great mm-hmm. film written and directed by Kevin Smith. Now, yeah. i got to say this. I've always been a fan of his work. All okay. of his movies. Yeah. Including yeah. Jersey Girl. Oh, really? I'm saying that okay. because if Kevin Smith happens to hear this podcast... He constantly defends or or apologizes for that movie, and I don't know right. why, because I mm-hmm. think it's a really sweet movie. It is. It is But sweet. Clerks was the one that started it all, and I've heard numerous interviews with Kevin Smith mm-hmm. where he talks about how without this movie, there's no Kevin Smith. There's no career. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we talk about gambling on yourself. Mm-hmm. It really paid off big for him. Oh, well, absolutely. Now, personally, I love this movie, but the review's kind of mixed, right? Well, I think Rotten Tomatoes gives it like 88, mm-hmm. but then it's also rated as you know one of the most overrated films by Premier. What do they fucking know? <laughs> right. And is it IMB that uh, rates them as one of the best independent films? I forget, yeah. It's I read what, that too. So, yeah, so... You're all over the place with this. The movie was made for $27,000. Most of that was to pay for the alcohol to get Jason Mewes drunk. Oh, is that right? Down. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. He had to, apparently, he had to drink a little bit in order to relax to, okay. to, before he filmed. Yeah, there's, there's so many stories about how Kevin Smith wrote that part for Jason Mewes, who was a good yeah. friend of his, mm-hmm. who still mm-hmm. is, actually. He just thought he was a funny guy. Yeah. So he wanted yeah. to put him in a movie. Yeah, yeah. And supposedly the character of Jay, mm-hmm. Jay and Silent Bob, right. basically was Jason Mewes, just maybe amped up a little bit. Okay. So yeah. he wasn't quite that, you know, over the top mm-hmm. in real life, but pretty close. Like he was really, you know, but he was a kid. So I mean, he was what, like a teenager. What an interesting person to have as your friend. Oh, my God. that I, He must be so much fun. I've always been a fan of his work. I started to say mm-hmm. that before, Kevin Smith. I've become an even bigger fan lately. Okay. And the reason for that is because he's changed and evolved so much as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. 
And this is the part where I really kiss Kevin Smith's ass. So if he does hear this, I want him to know that I'm a big fan. And it's serious, though. He's done a, a few movies recently, more recently. Mm-hmm. He had a movie called Red State, which was released in 2011. Okay. And then he did a movie called Tusk. Mm-hmm. And then his most recent film is called Yoga Hosers, which is kind of a follow-up to Tusk. Okay. Now, a lot of people are criticizing him lately Yeah. for making these kind of crazy movies. They're kind of out there. Right. They're not like Clerks. They're not like Mall Rats. Mm-hmm. They're not like his earlier stuff, which was right. more comedy-based. Yeah. I think that's great. He makes movies that he wants to see. And I think mm-hmm. he's always kind of done that. Yeah. But yeah. there were times where he maybe was trying to find an audience. Okay. Well, he was know, trying to tap into what was kind of popular. And he is, like all of us, getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if we... St- Stick with everything we did 30 years ago. Right. Yeah, I mean, we'd all be running around like teenagers. Right. And, you know, that's not good. But I mean, the movies that he's making now, they're just very out there. Yeah. But they're great. Red State and mm-hmm. Tusk, very, very different, yeah. but they're very creative and they're very cool. So I just admire the guy. And he's really smart because he, he does things... Where he's not, he doesn't have to answer mm-hmm. to a big studio. He he yeah. chooses his projects the way he does things very yeah. well. Yeah. So that's how we started. That was the mm-hmm. point of that. Right. Clerks basically was him taking a stab at this. Well, you know, and <laughs> you and for a first stab, it's pretty darn good. It's really um, good. I think the writing and the two main characters, Dante and Randall, and, Randall, yeah. and just you know how Randall, he knows what's going on mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. He knows what's wrong. With Dante, you know, and Dante's just feeling like he's stuck in this horrible life. But <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be anything. here today. No, right. And <laughs> and that's his thing. He's just, he surrenders. And I love how Randall is always giving him sort of a reality check, too. You're a clerk at a convenience store and not even a very good one. Right. You, you know, you punch numbers. You know, a, a monkey, monkey can do this job. Right. right. Anybody you know, can do this, and but you create it. To be something that it's not, and you try to make it all important. That's why you come in, you know, on your day off and yeah, all this. Like stuff. the place will fall apart without you. Yeah, kind of yeah, right. As if, and you know what? And that hit me because I have tended in the past, and I still do, and I'm trying to be better at it. Oh, if I'm not there for this project meeting, it's all going to fall apart. You yeah. know, it's like I'm not that important. I'm not that brilliant. Things will go on without me. So I just thought that you know the writing was really good. And I thought the the characters were great. Mm-hmm. So let, let me just jump in there and talk about the acting. Okay. Now you got to remember something. Twenty seven thousand dollars to make a movie <laughs> is nothing. No, exactly. Nothing. I don't even know how they made that happen. And that's the beauty of this film for me. Yeah. Yeah. What I love about Clerks now, aside from the writing, mm-hmm. which is brilliant and is funny, yeah, is the fact that the movie got made for yeah. twenty seven thousand dollars. Right. Sure. And I sure. love you know. It's kind of charming to see people that clearly are not experienced actors, right? Mm-hmm. but they still take that, that what's written on the page right. and make it come to life well enough right. that you laugh and you enjoy yourself. You know, I read some stuff where some of these people that were acting in it, things had changed as far as who was going to play what. Right. One of the guys, he wanted to be known as the guy who ate his own cum. <laughs> the snowballing <laughs> So it's like, all right. So they had you know somebody else play that. Well, the funny character. thing is, the guy that ended up playing that is Scott Mosier, right? Who's mm-hmm. the produ- who's been Kevin Smith's producing partner, yeah, for like his whole career, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They have this incredible friendship. Yeah, and Kevin, you know, he was going to be Randall. Yeah, 
But then Jeff Anderson, he thought would be better, but Jeff Anderson didn't even want to be an actor. And um, he ends up having, you know, that that part of Randall and has, I think, probably, well, well, he has a lot of the best lines because it was originally, you know, Kevin Smith originally wrote it because he was going to play the part. Mm hmm. But then he decided that uh, he didn't want to memorize lines because he had a lot of other work to do making the <laughs> oh, movie. Okay. All right. So yeah, I mean, so hence Silent Bob. Was right. Created. Exactly. Oh, brilliant! But okay. you got to admit, when he does, when Silent Bob does talk, it's the most important thing. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a great line. It puts everything in perspective. You know, helps Dante maybe realize that hey, he's got this perfectly awesome girlfriend mm-hmm. already, yep. and. She's trying to help him get out of this funk in his life. Right. And he just, you know, keeps, you know, shoving her off. And then he's still pining for this girl that broke his heart years ago. Yeah. And she comes back in. I love the whole thing with what happens to her when she goes to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Her reaction was like pretty darn good. Yeah. We probably should talk about the people We're who jumping around. Well, who star in the movie? We, we okay. didn't mention that. So yeah. Brian O'Halloran, mm-hmm. Jeff Anderson, Marilyn Gigliotti, Lisa Spoonauer, Jason Mewes, and of course Kevin Smith as Silent Bob. Right. So, uh, and his mom Grace Smith mm-hmm. has a little cameo as one of the milkmaids. That the was movie. hilarious. Yeah, good stuff. You see people like that. I really liked how that the chick who was the caged animal masturbator. <laughs> yeah. She's Smith's sister. Oh, okay. I thought she's like one of the better actors, if not the best <laughs> actor. And she had like this tiny, tiny little part. The other thing too with that, mm-hmm. uh, as far as defending the quote unquote bad acting, you got to remember $27,000, maybe one take for everything that they did. Yeah. They don't have the budget to do a lot of takes because right. film costs money. Well, Time you, costs money. So, Well, and if you watch the film, I didn't know this. I, I didn't see it. But then when I did a little research, I went back and watched very closely. There's a couple things. Like uh, one scene, there's the cat mm-hmm. up on the counter mm-hmm. using the litter box. Uh-huh. If you listen closely, you can hear the cat doing its business. Oh, they, they actually planned that. Yeah. He, I saw an interview with Kevin Smith where he said that they like wouldn't let that cat shit. The day of the shoot, oh. they would they <laughs> plan to have him shit on camera. They they made it happen, so oh which I think God. is amazing. Oh, that's funny. So funny. The other thing with film, let yeah. me just throw this out: yeah. is um, when that the one old dude, you know, he's berating Dante, and then he leaves, and Dante's like, "Oh, you forgot your keys," yeah. and he throws the keys in the garbage. Mm-hmm. The very end of that, actually, the film got damaged and oh wow, and melted a little bit. So I went back and really watched, and it's like you can just barely see kind of like this brown edge as the scene's cutting. Oh, man, I got to look for that. Yeah. Now, and also, like you said, with one take, Mm -hmm. I was amazed at how many of these long conversations Mm -hmm. were done all in one one time. I mean, there's like five, seven, I don't know how long the longest scene, but, you know, Dante and Veronica, Mm -hmm. you know, Dante and Randall. There's a lot of long, long discussions. It's almost like they filmed a stage play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool. Well, and a lot of the people that were in the movie were from a local theater. We were talking about the casting. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of Kevin Smith's good friends, Walter Flanagan, who who does the show um, on AMC with him, Comic Book Men. He plays four separate roles. Uh, The Mm -hmm. egg-obsessed guidance counselor, (laughs) the cigarette protester Mm -hmm. uh, who ends up buying the cigarettes 
After right. the protest. After the protest. Right. That was great. Uh, the customer offended by the jizz mopper discussion. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cute cat, what's his name, customer. All right. It's This is like the, a drudgery day for this you know, guy, Dante. Mm-hmm. He's, just, he's called into work when he's not even supposed to be there. I think we've all been in a job like that at some yeah. point. Yeah. You know? I mean, especially if, you worked, if you've worked in retail in your lifetime. Yeah. Ugh. It's the oh, worst. Yeah, it's not. I worked at Kmart. The only fun thing was doing goofy voices for the uh, blue light special. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I had fun with you that. Gotta, you got to give me one. Hey, yo, Adrian, they, they got a special <laughs> on two by fours back here in the lumber department. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> there. That was, that, yeah, that's it. And it was a crazy Eddie, too. But Oh, my God. Also- Shooting it in black and white. Yeah. You probably know more from a technical standpoint why I, I actually, you know, just assumed that because black and white film is cheaper, but it turns mm-hmm. out that it was a post-production thing because oh. apparently when you shoot with color, different lighting could affect the color. Oh, sure. And, you know, they correct that in post-production. They didn't have the budget for that, <laughs> the color temperatures and all that. So okay. black and white avoids that problem. Is that why a lot of indie films are maybe black probably. and white? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. That's, but again, you know, $27,000. Yeah. You know, I mean, he maxed out his credit cards. I mean, that's... Right. 10 I mean, credit cards I read. I think it's amazing. I think that's an amazing cards? story. And again, let's let's not gloss forget to mention over. again. <laughs> yeah, let's not gloss over the fact that this is the thing that created his whole career. Right, right. And he's made a lot of great movies mm-hmm. and told a lot of great stories. And if he doesn't gamble on himself like that. And he was working at that quick stop. That's the cool thing. Yeah, he was working there. And so they shot the film at night. Right. After hours. After, after hours. they closed the store. And they had to keep the metal window mm-hmm. protector, whatever. The, the shutters. The yeah. shutters down. Yeah. So the whole thing about, oh, somebody put gum in the... Yeah. the Kind of a brilliant way to go. Awesome. To because he bunch of savages in this bunch town. Bunch of savages in this town. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to to compensate for that. Write it into the yeah. script. Yeah. Now I read they shot it in twenty one nights. Yeah. That's you know, pretty amazing. This was no bullshit. You get it. Get it done. Get it on film. And, and you know there are some daylight scenes. I mean, they did work till like four a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, there must have been some weekends or something when they were yeah, like, they're, shooting they're, the, on the roof. I or think whatever. probably everything in the store was done at night. Yeah, after hours because yeah. obviously they can't have cameras and all kinds of stuff going on when there's paying customers walking yeah. through. Yeah. So how much did this make? It made three point two million dollars over the course of six weeks in theaters, the widest release of only ninety six theaters. That's insane. Now think about that. That's twenty years ago. Well, more than twenty years ago, nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Six weeks, 96 theaters, $3.2 million. Not too shabby. Well, no. And you look at only 27000 to make exactly. it. Exactly. So. That's awesome. He made the movie on his own dime right. just because he wanted to make a movie. Yeah. And that's why he put himself in the movie, too. Right. Okay. You know, he didn't want to act. He didn't want to have lines. But he wanted right. to be in the movie, hence Silent Bob. Right. Because he figured, if I never do this again, I have to have proof that I made a movie. Right. I want to be in the movie. You know? <laughs> okay. Which I think is pretty funny, too. Yeah. But, yeah, um, he made the movie on his dime, and then, you know, they took it to the film festivals. There was a buzz. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, that's when Miramax uh, decided to buy it and, okay. and release it. Probably a funny story that, you know, Smith said that during the festival run, mm-hmm. a lot of people kept coming up to him saying that they had gotten their hands stuck in canisters of Pringles, too. <laughs> I've never gotten my hand stuck in Pringles. When it gets that low, I just tilt the whole can yeah, into just, my mouth. Yeah, like what Dante does in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So, or you turn, yeah. I mean, yeah, so I don't get it. Do you funny. think the guy who had his hand caught, do you think he was doing like a Bill Murray 
kind of uh, oh maybe princess kind of thing. Yeah, like uh, Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was doing that. It's, yeah, it's in the whole. Some more things with you know the people acting. So the guy Ernie O'Donnell, mm-hmm. um, he played the personal trainer, which I thought was hilarious because you know my son yeah, Rick is now he's now a personal trainer, and he works with some guys that I kind of like that. You know, oh, just no. kind of like. Uh, Thankfully, how much, my, you, how much my you bench? Not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you bench? He was supposed to play Dante, but okay. he lost that role over creative differences. So, oh boy, you know. So right there, even when you're making your independent film, mm-hmm. you're thinking everything through because you never know what it's going to launch. Yeah, absolutely. Baranowski, I don't know the guy's first name. Uh, he's the guy who was who plays. Uh, Wernarski, the old dude that left yeah. his keys. Okay. okay. He didn't want to use his real name in the film because of you know all the swearing and how <laughs> nasty it is. Why are people so uptight, man? So he used his wife's maiden name. Okay. So you see the name Lee Bendict. Okay. Uh, but that's that's, that's not, not his him. real name. No. And he was a quick stop convenience store. Um, like he was a customer all the time. Oh, yeah. That's funny. So so yeah, I guess Kevin was just like, hey, I need a grumpy old man. You yeah. want to do it? He's perfect. Yeah. He was good. <laughs> I, I thought the one of the funniest scenes though is that that scene with Randall when he's ordering all the porno movies. Yes, uh, <laughs> and you've got this young mother there, yeah, with this cute little two, three, four year old girl, yeah. happy scrappy hero pup. <laughs> so it turns out when uh, Jeff Anderson was reading that list, you know, yeah. as Randall, right, that was shot separate from the mother and the daughter. Like they yes. weren't actually in the room together. He did not want to read that list of porno movies in front of the child. Well, good. I mean, I felt I just weird. Think it's funny. I felt weird having it read in front of me. <laughs> Kevin Smith said there was one that was left out and he wished they kept it in as far as names of movies. Ass Blasters from Outer Space was one. He was like, oh, I wish we kept that in. Another odd thing I noticed with the counselor, the school counselor. Mm-hmm. The egg guy. Egg guy. Uh-huh. At one point, you notice he's spinning eggs. First of all, it's funny as hell. He's like yeah. putting the eggs in his mouth. Yeah. He's like, you know, twisting around his fingers and everything. Yeah. And, you know, they're commenting on what a horrible life it must be to be a, a guidance you know, counselor. A guidance counselor. <laughs> well, at one point, he spins the egg. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. It's a hard-boiled egg. You can't spin a, a regular egg? Regular eggs will not spin, my friend. No kidding. We'll, take a, we'll go upstairs. Oh, I believe you. You'll get, I just yeah. never knew that. It's a fun uh, fun little tidbit there. For... That's really interesting. I wonder, you know, that, that line about, you know, the guidance counselor, if you had a life so worthless, wouldn't you do the same, go crazy too or whatever right. he says? I wonder if Kevin Smith wrote that because his guidance counselor told him, oh, you can never make it as a movie maker or something like that. Oh. And so that was his fuck you to him. Yeah, maybe. I wonder. Now, how did you watch this movie? Did you uh, rent I was it? sitting. Uh, very funny. <laughs> Guess I lobbed <laughs> I that one in there, didn't I? Thank you. So did you did you rent the DVD? I talked to my television, <laughs> and it came up for $2.99. Okay, so you got it like on Amazon or something. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so on the DVD, mm-hmm. there's some, you know, like most DVDs, especially for a, and stuff. a filmmaker like this, yeah. supplemental stuff. Okay. So there's an alternate ending to this movie. Are you aware of that? I heard about that. So the movie ends like you see it, where, yeah. you know, hey, you're closed, and Randall leaves. Right. Then in the alternate ending, Dante goes back around to the counter, yeah. and it's like he's counting the register or something. Right. And then somebody comes in the store, and Dante says, oh, did you forget something? He looks up, and a gunman shoots him right in the chest, kills him. <sighs> Miramax didn't want the film to end that way, but they weren't right. going to force him to change it. Luckily, Kevin Smith decided not to do that, and he ended it the way we see it in, you know, mm-hmm. in the final cut. 
But it's that would have been way too depressing. That would have been awful. Yeah, it would have been terrible. So I'm glad that he that he did that. Yeah, I mean, I like to think at the end of this movie, mm-hmm. Dante, he's realized that he loves Veronica, and she's definitely going to be better for him. So hopefully, he will move on and get his life going. Right. There is a Clerks too, by the way, which I'm sure that you're... was made a lot later. Too. Yeah, yeah, it was made a number of years later. It's very funny. It's very okay. good. Yeah. And a lot more of a budget and, and everything else, too. Yeah. It's, so is it in color? Yeah. I was going to say, Ooh. it's actually kind of cool to see the quick stop in, in color. Okay. <laughs> and Kevin Smith actually wrote a script for Clerks 3. Unfortunately, it's not getting made because one of the main actors decided they didn't want to do it. Yeah. Well, he's got a couple of things in the works. He's got yeah. um, a movie called Moose Jaws in the works, okay. which is the third sort of part of the Tusk yoga okay. hosers. And Moose Jaws is, mm-hmm. uh, the tagline is, like the movie Jaws, but with a moose. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. And then there's a new Jay and Silent Bob movie and that's called Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, which is a sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. They're going to start working on that in the summer for I think a 2018 release. All right. And it that sounds very funny as well. So I so, need to catch up cuz I haven't yeah. seen yeah. many of his movies. His movies are awesome. I love his movies. Do you know how many times the F bomb was used? How many? 91 times. Wow. That's pretty good for an hour and a half movie. That's one a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, that, that's pretty good average. Was Bad Santa worse, though? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I mean, Wasn't that 120? I think there's there's a couple that? of movies. Anytime the conversation of what's the movie with the most F-bombs in it yeah. comes up, there's a couple of movies that are named consistently. Scarface. Right. Yes. The South Park movie. It's oh, also right. one that I think is named. Okay. But pound for pound, though, you got to admire one a minute. That's... Oh, definitely. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Plus, some of the other things. I mean, so Max and I were watching, and you know, we're mm-hmm. a few minutes into it, and Kathy comes in and sits down, and that's right when they start talking about snowballing. <laughs> Which I've never heard of before. I had never heard of that either. Is that I, really a thing? I looked at... Well, I don't know if that's what it's called, Okay. but when she described the act... Right. I was horrified. I looked at Max. <laughs> he was like, his eyes were just bugged out. He's like, whoa, boy, you making me watch that. And then, Ka- <laughs> and then Kathy's like, this is disgusting. And she just got up and left. And I was like, but the whole movie's not like this. This is just like the worst like 20 seconds. <laughs> and I don't want to describe Yeah, you probably shouldn't watch it. Clerks 2 or, or <sighs> mm, maybe none of his other movies with Kathy. <laughs> Yeah, Clerks Probably too. Not. There's uh, there's some other stuff in there that's uh, yeah on that level. <laughs> but it's I love it. I like near the end of the movie when Silent Bob and Jay are talking to Dante, and mm-hmm. it's right before Silent Bob says probably the best line in the movie. Jay, the actor, mm-hmm. was like stoned. And yeah, like that. Like I think that's a fuck hour. up. Yeah. And he, it took like half an hour, 30 minutes worth of film to keep redoing it. And they even, he was still, when you watch it, you could still a few times, he's like, oh, well, I fucked up. And, but it was, I guess, small enough. Yeah. He okay. just kept I made a note anyway. of it because uh, I wanted to make sure that, that we talked about it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I had some girlfriends too, but all they wanted from me is weed and shit. Shit, my grandmother used to say, what's better at fucking a good plate with nothing on it? No, wait, I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> what's a good plate with nothing on it? <laughs> Dante's like meaning. Yeah, right. I don't know. She was senile and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. He was originally supposed to say the line. Uh, you know, there's a million fine-looking women in the world, dude, but they don't all bring you lasagna at work. Most of them just cheat on you. Yeah. But I think it's better with Silent Bob saying. Oh, that it line. makes right because 
Because he doesn't say anything in the whole movie. He says nothing. That's great. And and then it's a a pearl of wisdom because how many of us dopey men have like either let something good go Mm -hmm. or almost did because our pants were thinking in another direction? Right. Can we talk about Olaf, his Russian cousin who wants to be a heavy metal singer? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It was horrible. I can do better than that. My love for you is like a truck berserker. Would you like some making fuck berserker? <laughs> Did he just say making fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was I love great. It. That's so funny. Another great scene is when Dante and Randall have that whole dialogue about mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi and the oh, contractors yes. and all that. The con- right, right. <laughs> Good stuff. Which makes total sense to me. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, you're right. If they're rebuilding it yeah. after it's That's very well written. destroyed, and yeah, you just got plumbers in there working on a cush. That totally contract. sounds like a conversation that Kevin Smith probably had with his friends who were yeah. big Star Wars fans like right, him. Right, right. And you see the shirt I'm wearing today. Yeah, exactly. How weird is that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just so nerdy. Randall has this like insight into like the whole world. Dante, he's just like oh, I'm just a you know a clerk. I'm not going to get anywhere. He's just so down and right. I mean. But Randall's like just because this is your title, this doesn't mean where you where you're going to stay. Right. Randall has a good point. Really, you're not stuck where you are just because of your title. The whole movie is proof of that. Kevin Smith is a, a guy working in a convenience store mm-hmm. who has this dream of wanting to be a filmmaker. He wants yeah. to tell stories. He's a great writer. Yeah. He makes it happen for himself and God bless him. You know, I'm really, I'm glad that he did because I've definitely been provided with hours of entertainment as a result Mm -hmm. of his movies. His podcasts are great too. Mm -hmm. He's just a funny guy. I mean, he's a great storyteller. He's an awesome storyteller. Yeah. Not only in his movies. I mean, when he's talking about making movies and stuff, Mm -hmm. he just will make you laugh. He's awesome. The film is dedicated for Uncle Al Mm -hmm. at the very end. Mm -hmm. That's uh, Smith's uncle who had died during the making of the film. Oh, thanks for coming in to talk about Clerks. Yes. We have to maybe talk about more of Kevin Smith's movies going yeah, forward. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to see more. Well, we'll make that happen for yeah. sure. I do want to watch Dogma. Because, Dogma's great. All right, because, you That's know. That's awesome. Because, you know, there's a whole thing about, you know, the religious aspect. So yeah. I'd be curious to see I just love his writing. react to that. I love his writing. I love the dialogue. I love how fast it is. And, you know, he's just a really funny guy. And I think his movies are terrific. Yeah. I'll have to definitely turn you on to his later stuff, too. The movies that I mentioned earlier, Red State Mm -hmm. and Tusk in particular. Tusk sounds weird. Tusk is really weird, but it's fucking great. It's really cool. I figure if you could drag me to a Kiss concert, then I can can look at anything. You know you had a good time. Don't even make pretend you didn't. I did have a good time. You can't not have a good time at a Kiss show. Exactly. Unless you're purposely trying to be a dick about it. Right. Yeah. 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 So there. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Remember, uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash screenfacts. Let us know if you have a favorite scene from the movie that we didn't talk about. If you have any other comments, you can also email screenfacts at yahoo.com. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Jason Davis Voice. Show theme music by audionautics.com. Thanks to our announcer, Kim McKay from kimsvoice.com. Screen Facts with Jason Davis is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Visit jasondavisvoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, narration, promo, internet video, e-learning or training program, and more. Click on the podcast page to get information about where you can download and listen to past episodes. Listen again next Wednesday for a new episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis.